0: Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this Tuesday in the second week of Lent, the 27th of February, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Easter. There are no feasts, festivals, or commemorations on the calendar today. Our readings for today are Psalm 126, Psalm 127, Psalm 143, Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 21, Mark chapter 6, verses 35 through 56, and paragraphs 9 through 13 of Article 2 of the Solid Declaration of the Formula of Concord. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's first reading from the Psalter is the 126th Psalm. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, we are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 127th Psalm. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, The fruit of the womb a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Amen. Today's third reading from the Psalter is the 143rd Psalm. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, My heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord, I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love you will cut off my enemies, and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. For I am your servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Genesis, and we will be reading the 21st chapter Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me, everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham laughing. So Abraham rose early in the morning, and took bread and a skin of water, and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, along with the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bowshot, for she said, Let me not look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up, lift up the boy, and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy, and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness, and became an expert with the bow. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Mark, And we will be reading the sixth chapter, verses thirty-five through fifty-six. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages, and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread, and give it to them to eat? and they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish, and those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat, and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them, and about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost. And he cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astonished, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were heartened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret, and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him, and ran about the whole region, and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came, in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces, and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched it were made well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Solid Declaration of the Formula of Concord, and we will be reading Article 2, paragraphs 9 through 13. First. Mankind's reason or natural intellect does still have a dim spark of the knowledge that there is a God. It also knows about the doctrine of the law, Romans one nineteen through 19-21, Yet it is so ignorant, blind, and perverted, that even when the most ingenious and learned people on earth read or hear the gospel of God's Son and the promise of eternal salvation, they cannot by their own powers perceive, apprehend, understand, or believe and regard it as true. They want to understand these spiritual things with their reason. But the more diligently and seriously they try, the less they understand or believe. Before they become enlightened and are taught by the Holy Spirit, they regard all this only as foolishness or fictions. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. 1 Corinthians 2.14 For since, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, It pleased God through the folly of what we preach, to save those who believe. 1 Corinthians one twenty one. Now this I say, and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the nations, that is, those not born again of God's Spirit do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. Ephesians 4.17-18 to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. That is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Matthew 13:11 11-13. See also Luke 8, 18. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Romans 11, 3-12 The Scriptures flatly call natural man in spiritual and divine things, darkness. Ephesians 5, 8, Acts 26, 18 John 1, 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, that is, in the dark blind world, which does not know or regard God, and the darkness has not overcome it. Likewise, the Scriptures teach that a sinful person is not only weak and sick, but also finished and entirely dead ephesians 2:1 through 5 colossians 2:13 now a person who is physically dead cannot from his own powers prepare or make himself come back to life so the person who is spiritually dead in sins cannot by his own strength make or apply himself to acquire spiritual and heavenly righteousness and life this is true unless he is delivered and brought to life by god's son from the death of sin the Scriptures deny to the intellect, heart, and will of the natural man all readiness, skill, capacity, and ability to think, to understand, to be able to do, to begin, to will, to undertake, to act, to work, or to agree to work anything good and right in spiritual things from himself. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. 2 Corinthians 3 5. Together they have become worthless romans three twelve my word finds no place in you john eight thirty seven the darkness has not overcome it, that is the light john one five the natural person does not accept, or, as the Greek word properly signifies, grasps not, comprehends not, accepts not the things of the spirit of god first corinthians two fourteen This means he is not capable of spiritual things for they are foolishness to him, neither can he know them, much less will he truly believe the gospel, or agree with it and regard it as truth. For the mind that is set on the flesh, or the mind of the natural man, is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed, it cannot. Romans 8.7 This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud, if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you or tasks set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.